Hi everybody, welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1776. You may be able to hear some background noise. I'm in the gym. I'm on the treadmill. And I've just finished a, a great chest workout this morning. And I'm just... Oh, from my leg workout that I did on Sunday, so two days ago, I, uh, I'm walking some soreness out of my, my glutes, my calves, my hamstrings and quads at the same time and uh, today I wanted to talk about I guess breaking some habits how habits form and reform it's based on some challenges that some of my clients are having at the moment I thought it'd be worth talking about because there'll be things that you might be listening to and you can just just relate to so I'll give some tips as to how to overcome it so if you think about your, your daily habits, and I want you to think about your nutrition for right now, and if you, if you critically, or I critically analyze your nutrition, I could probably guarantee with 99.9% certainty that I'd be able to find uh, a number of improvements that we could make on what you've done over the past week and how you could optimize your health better. Yeah, most people are pretty smart and they know that, well, yes, I've had takeaway three times this last week. I'm buying lunch every day and, yeah, maybe that's not as healthy and whatever. And people think, oh, yeah, I've got to eat more, maybe some more salads. I've got to eat some more veggies, that kind of thing. So people generally know the things that they perhaps shouldn't be doing uh, too much of and should be doing more of. And yet, as smart as we might think we are, we tend not to make the changes to get those changes in place or to make the improvements because whatever excuse we make up for ourselves as to why we're going to stay, stay where we are. Now what can happen is, you know, I can have clients that start working with me, they get some really good results and then they start to uh, perhaps drift back to some older habits for whatever reason. People say, oh, it's life. You know, I'm, I'm, t I'm too stressed, I'm, I'm whatever. And, you know, I'm talking to people about, you know, what they're doing with their food, etc. And if those people that aren't tracking, uh, you know, their food 100%, then it becomes, uh, you know, more tricky for me to see exactly what people are doing. So we have conversations around, what do you, tell me what your foods look like in the last couple of days. And people are normally skipping meals and you know, maybe there's some alcohol coming in here and there. And because uh, you know, I know my clients really well and I can see if some, some old behaviors are creeping back. And so I'll say to people, okay, what do you think has caused that behavior to come back? And I say, oh, I'm not really sure. And then I ask a few more questions to understand when's this behavior taking place. So if we just use alcohol for, for example, um, not suggesting that you know, these people have, they're alcoholics or anything like that, but uh, this is self-admission from these people saying that, well, yeah, look, I'm having a, a bottle of wine a night. I'm having two bottles on the weekend, that kind of stuff. That's not particularly healthy and they've recognized that and they've changed it and then all of a sudden maybe some of those things start creeping in more and more 
and so what I like to do is understand, so when do you do that? And for some people, it's, well, a lot of people, it's normally at night time, right? And then people will make up a story to themselves as to why they do that. Well, it's the time when I sit down with my partner and I do X. You know, it's, we talk, we connect, whatever, or we just sit in front of the TV and we have wine and biscuits or something like that. Or some people use it to help them get to sleep, uh, to help forget uh, what's going on in their life and kind of like a, an alcoholic medication and, and so forth. And some of them, it's just a habit. It's like, oh, well, I get home from work, I'm cooking dinner, I'm drinking a glass of wine here, I drink a glass of wine with dinner, and then I drink a glass of wine after dinner, and you do that every night. Some people have a, a certain uh, thing that they might do, say, I don't know, they're gaming or something like that, and they, they sit down with their, uh, whatever it is they're drinking, a can of drink, a bottle of drink, whatever, and, and sit down there, they're playing games for hours and hours, and before you know it, they've gotten through quite a bit of, of alcohol. And I'm picking alcohol here, it could be anything. And so what I want to do is understand, you know, what's the behaviour that somebody is associating and the feelings, the emotions that somebody is associating with drinking alcohol or, you know, whatever the food or, uh, you know, food or drink is at a particular time of the day. And then once you understand that, it's trying to shift the thinking away from what you attach to the, the food, the alcohol, etc., and you want to try and have a circuit breaker to break that habit and replace it with something new. For instance, let's just say that you're sitting down at night and you're having an alcoholic drink with your partner and then it turns into two, three, a bottle each. I get people to understand that you can, well, I say, why are you doing it? What do, you, what do you feel like you're getting through that? And they say, oh, it's a connection, that's just what we've done for years, etc. And I said, well, alcohol doesn't connect people, right? Food that someone's eating, a bag of chips or something like that, your cheese and crackers, that doesn't connect people. It's the conversations that you have that connect people. It's the feelings that you get through those conversations that connect people. People just make up a story that, well, it's because of the... Uh, you know, this is what we do when we connect. Well, what if you still connected, but you did it with water, or you did it with um, some fruit instead of cheese and crackers? You know, you've got to find a different way where you can still have the same feelings and the same the same outcomes. You're just associating a different, uh, you know, the same meaning, but a a different way of of doing it. The trouble is that most people will, will just not do that. But when you do make the shift, and you can actually say, "Well, actually, yeah, I can have a better a better conversation here. I can have a better connection because you know, you don't you don't feel so so horrible the next day. You're not hungover. You don't feel you know bloated. You don't feel uh, any remorse for." what you've eaten, drunk, and done whatever the, the day, the night before. So it's all just the, the meanings that we attach to things that really makes the difference. But of course, the problem is that most people won't make the, 
the decision to make the change. But I think if you realize, well, I guess ultimately it comes back to the definition that you apply for your health and the things that you want to achieve in your life. And uh, you know, if you come up with a really strong definition of health and what health means to you, then I think you'll start to form different behaviors. For me, when I first started my training 35 years ago, it was about aesthetics. I wanted to look good. I wanted to physically get bigger. I wanted to look good. And I thought with that, it's gonna make me feel better. Now, as time has gone by, I realized that the definition of what I wanted was shifting and my definition of health changed as well. And now, certainly with the, the loss of my daughter, I need to even more so double down on my health so I can be around for longer for my eldest daughter. I don't have a good family history of health, so that means that I've got to work maybe harder than the person next to me in terms of looking after their health and saying the extra attention to detail, to supplementation, uh, my workouts, my, my food, because I'm more at high risk of dying early from some illness that's just sitting within my genetics and waiting to just go boom, all right, I'm setting on fire now. Uh, so what drives me is knowing that I need to take extra attention because of my family tree, wanting to be around my daughter, wanting to be strong, energized, healthy, pain-free, wanting to not have my body dictate what I can or can't do, or more what I can't do. So if I'm pain-free and I'm strong and I'm vibrant and I'm fit and I'm healthy, then I can do whatever it is that I want whenever I want. If I'm pain, I'm in pain, I've got injuries and you know joint issues and so forth, then that's going to prevent me. If I've got internal health problems like heart problems or organ, organ problems which can start to show up at my age because I haven't looked after myself, then uh, you know, that is something that drives me as well. Uh, looking good is also something that drives me. So, you know, because I've attached so many different things to uh, my health and energy and also my mental health, then I know if I, say, have a, a disempowering behavior that might creep back in to my daily living, then it won't be there for long because I'll tap back into, hang on again, what was it I, again that I wanted and why was that so important to me? Oh yeah, so you've got to cut that out. Now alcohol's not an issue for me, I don't drink alcohol like sugary drinks and fruit juices and all that kind of stuff. It's a, that's not something for me. Tea, coffee is not something for me either. Um, like cakes, cookies, all that kind of stuff, it's not, not a big thing for me either. I mean, I've conditioned myself over such a long period to, to live a healthy lifestyle. My biggest challenge in the last, last month or so has been eating enough food at the right time and uh, you know, getting enough protein in uh, probably my plant, my plant uh, consumption, uh, my vegetable consumption has been down a little bit as well. So, um, you know, I know that when I get those things right, I perform and feel so much better.
And so when I realized that, and I, I tapped back into all those things they just said, I said, like, okay, come on, get your focus back on, let's go now. And so I've allowed myself uh, some time to you know, grieve for my daughter and uh, just, I don't know, try and get through with a maintenance mode of, of mindsets and, and eating. Uh, but I'm getting more and more, more focused and, and back to uh, driven to optimizing my health. I haven't been optimizing my health. I've been in a maintenance mode and not optimizing it. But we're coming back. Like it's the middle of, what's the date today? It's a, almost mid-June. And I'd give myself to the end of June to just see what just happens naturally as I get back into the zone of, of things that I'm doing in my life, my business and personal health and so forth, and not being too hard on myself because that's just not, not what I need right now. And as I become more focused on those things, I find that I just remain very, very focused on uh, why I got started in this journey to start with, what's important and why. And then I, I quickly eliminate those uh, disempowering behaviors. And so for you, if you find that you're getting these things creeping back in or you're trying to understand, how do I break out of this, this rut of, uh, you know, whatever it is for you? Whether it's, uh, it's, for most people, it's normally food. Not eating enough food, eating too much of the wrong type of food at the wrong time of the, uh, of the day. You know, forming those those healthier habits, and some of it is knowledge. People just think that, oh well, if I if I just eat these three meals and I have a salad every couple of days, then I'm going to be healthy. That's not that's not the answer. There's a lot more to it than that. So you've got to connect everything to really optimise your health. So I think if you can start to change the definition of what health means for you, that's a good place to start. And if you can think about the word optimizing your health, what are the things that you need to do to optimize your health at your age? Now, you may not be able to get to the level of health that, that I am. You may be able to get to way beyond the level of health that, that, that I'm at. It's about optimizing your health for you at your age, where you are right now. That's what we're trying to do. And so come up with a strong definition there, and then you'll start to find that you'll be driven to make some change. But honestly, until you do that, you're gonna flip-flop in and out of empowering behaviors, disempowering behaviors, depending on what's happening in your life, what the weather is doing outside on a, maybe on a cold, wet, rainy day, like today is going to be. Uh, then you feel like, no, nah, I'm going to stay inside, I'm going to eat this food, I'm going to just watch, uh, you know, sit in front of the TV, I'm going to, you know, you know, drink excessively, I'm going to, you know, just participate in things that you know that don't serve you well, but you make up a reason as to why it is that you're going to do it. We can do better. We really can. And I believe in you. You can do it. But of course, change is hard. 
But if you really want a completely different outcome for you, then do the exercise of defining what it is that you want your health to look like first. And then once you're really clear on that, then you're going to take the action that's required to achieve the outcomes that you want. And part of that could be getting a coach like me to help guide you along the way. I, sometimes I can work with people that are really excited and fired up and focused for the first few weeks, but then they drop away. And I'm talking to them saying, so why have you dropped away? Oh, well, I'm just, I'm really busy here. I'm really busy there. Um, yeah, I feel this, I feel that. Uh, but then you might see something different on their social media and say, okay, you said this, but here I'm seeing this. That's not congruent with what it is that you're telling me. So people will always make up a story to justify where they are. The people that flip-flop don't have a clear definition of what they want. And this is why in my book, Awaken the Sexy Within, I've got an, an online program for it as well. Just go to awakenthesexywithin.com and you can, uh, and that's where you can, get the, you can get the book from anywhere around the world. But in that book, I outlined 43, a 43 step blueprint to take you from where you are to optimizing your health. And one of the exercises I do for you in there is, or outline for you, for you to do, is to be really clear on defining the things that are important to you in, in the space of, of health and wellness. You gotta be clear because if you don't, you'll just continue to go in and out of those empowering, disempowering behaviors. So if you wanna stop it forever, cheapest way to do it, go to my book first. If you then you, you find that you wanna work with me, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, I can work with anyone in the world, then you can reach out to me. But the book might be a great place for you to start, but you've got to do the work. Your coach can only do much, so much. Your coach can tell you to do these things. It's like, say, on the tennis court. If the coach says, oh, I'll be extreme, never do a backhand, and you're out on a tennis court and 50% of your strokes are backhand, and the coach said, never do a backhand, clearly you're not listening to the coach. So the coach can tell you and guide you, but if you're not doing what the coach says, well, it's gonna come down to the reason that you just think you're right, uh, you know, you can't be bothered, it's too hard to change, etc., etc. So it's up to you, it's always up to you. So that's my thought for the day. Stay safe, stay healthy. I'll see you tomorrow.